0: Welcome to the Grove Community Church Worship Podcast. We're a faith community seeking to change lives, change our community, and change the world. Here's this week's message. We hope you enjoy it. About a year ago, well, year and a half ago, I started running for the first time in a long time. And when I say running, I mean like actually running, not running on a treadmill, not not. You know, walking and running for just a little bit in, in my neighborhood, but actually running. One of the things that I noticed is that I, I'm old and I can't do what I used to do. My pace isn't the same. And Rod talked to me, I hurt in places that I didn't know I should hurt after I ran. One of those things uh, was my knee started flaring up. And if you've been to run club on Thursday night with this, you know that I wear these knee braces and it's not some fashion statement. I promise you that is not what I'm going for, but I have to wear these braces because my knees just hurt. Do yours ever just hurt Jeremy? I know man that, and he played and he played college sports, right? Mark, can I get a witness? Okay. All right, good. All right. I'm not the only one. So, so anyway, so I'm dealing with this pain. I'm like, well, I really want to exercise and I really want to run because that's good for me. And, and, I, and, and I like it. And if you've ever run, you know that once you get in that rhythm, there is a thing called runner's high. It's, there's endorphins that are released in your, in your brain. And it's like, wow, this you know, feels really good. So I didn't want to just stop running. I knew that was the easiest answer, but I knew it wasn't an option. So I started kind of figuring out, what is it that I need to do? And I talked to a lady who, was a, um, who works uh, as, as not a trainer, but she's done some sports uh, training stuff. And she said that if your knees are hurting, it's not your knees that are the issue. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it is my knee that's hurting yeah. <laughs> don't tell me that it's not the issue because that's what I feel and she said no if your knees hurting It's either starting in your feet or it's starting in your hips and so she showed me a number of stretches to stretch out my The tendons on my foot and the muscles in my foot and to help create a better arch and then she also did some Hip opening exercises and stretches with me so that I could, uh, so, that, so that my hips were, would be loose. So the first time I did it, she said, Oh, now I see why you're having an issue. Like I was like an old man. I mean, I am an old man. I wasn't like one. I know I'm an old man, but a stretching, like I was stretching like an 80 year old, not like a 40 or something year old, 47 year old. How old am I? 72, 48, a 48 year old. Does anybody else have to do that too? That just shows you how old you are when you're like, oh wait, I was born in 72, that means... Here's what's crazy. The more I've done those hip opening exercises and stretches, and the more I've done on focusing on my foot, the better my knees have gotten. What I thought was a knee issue is really a whole leg chain issue. And so I have to focus on the right thing if I want my knees to function correctly. And one of the things that she has me doing is I take a tennis ball and with my shoe off, I roll the tennis ball. You like that? Another view of the socks, guys. I roll the tennis ball on my foot and then when you feel and you put weight no pain at all, like, oh God, that hurts, then you're supposed to put weight, more weight on that spot, and, it, and it's pain. It's painful, but she said it's pain for a good cause. It's pain for a good reason. It's pain because it's doing what it's supposed to do. And so there's this idea that I roll it around, and when I find that spot, I just lean into that spot, and I let it hurt, and that pain is good, even though it doesn't feel good. Well, it's interesting to me that, that that's how the body functions, that something that's happening in my knee could actually be a foot or a hip problem. And a lot of times, guys, the issues that we have in our life aren't the thing that flares up. The issues that we have in our life, whether it's a sin or, or, or whether it's a bad relationship, or it's, it's really... That's where it's showing up, but it's really something else that's causing the problem, just like with your body. So today I want to look at this idea of peace, and I want to understand peace from this perspective that, that there are things that we can do that peace, uh, as we address this idea of peace, that will impact all the rest of our body, just like the stretches on my foot and on my hip impact my whole leg and impact my knee. So we're going to look at a passage that's very familiar to you, and it comes from Luke 2. It's the story of the shepherds and the angels. And if you have your Bibles, turn to Luke 2, verse 8. You can follow on the screen, or you can follow on a smart device. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. I want to stop here and talk about this word doxa, or glory. We actually did a sermon on it last year at Christmas, and it's a fascinating word, this idea of glory. There's a couple of things that I want to pull out this year and mention again. First off, the glory shone. There's this cool juxtaposition of deep, dark night. It's completely dark. And all of a sudden, there's light. And so you have this darkness, but the light shows up. What always wins out? Light. Light always conquers dark. And it doesn't matter if it's a small pin light or if it's a Q beam, it's going to pierce the darkness and win. And so in this passage, we get this idea of glory piercing the darkness and showing up. It's the light of God that shows up in the middle of darkness. That's the first thing that i want to make mention on glory the second thing is that what is the source of glory here i'm I'm going to ask this i'm going to ask this because oftentimes i think we think it's one thing but it's something else what's the what what makes the glow here what is the source of the glory and the angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them All right, that's the right answer. I think all too often, though, we think about it being an angel glowing. Anybody else have that view of it? Like when I think of this scene, I think of, oh, that light's coming from the angel. The glory is coming from the angel, but that's not what it says. And the glory of the angel? Nope. The glory of the Lord shone around them. I think that's interesting, because it's not the angel that brings the glory, it's God that brings the glory. Hold on to that thought. So it is in the middle of night, it always pierces the darkness, the glory shows up, and it shows where? Around them. Who's the them? The shepherds. It's not something that's reserved for the angel or reserved from God. It's something that shines and it impacts even the the shepherds. And what do we say about the shepherds? Who were they in their culture? They were low. They were the lowest ones on the totem pole. People didn't like shepherds. They would trample over your your plot of land and eat and the and their and their sheep would graze and eat all of your grass. Get off my lawn. Right? Anybody, anybody have that guy in your neighborhood? Get your kids. We had this during COVID. Uh, someone's kids are sidewalk chalking in front of my house. I'm like, are you kidding me? I want to sidewalk chalk your face. I didn't say it. <laughs> I didn't say it, but that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> I wanted to take some sidewalk chalk to someone's face. I'm sorry, that's bad, but it's true. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was like, and those things are fat? That would fit up your nostril if I wanted it to, kind of thing. Where was I going with that? I have no clue. Other than to say that shepherds weren't liked. They were like the kids that run through your yard and... Trample your grass and right sidewalk chalk on your sidewalk. Oh, and oh and goodness your driveway. <gasps> I had a I had a neighbor called mr. Chedister, and That dude was a character. He always smelled of mint and something that I didn't know back then was something Like bourbon. I don't know <laughs> like that's an interesting smell that mr. Chedister always has it's I don't know what it is and he had this round driveway and I would ride my swin bicycle and it was back when I it was before I had the it was before I had the Kuahara I've told the Kuahara stories before the Kuahara and so this wasn't one that that had the free spin on the wheels you know this was the brake was back on the pedal Remember those bikes? And I'd be riding and I'd slam on it and skid it out in his driveway. And I'd see if I could make the longest streak. And he came up, get out of my driveway. Uh, how's that peppermint schnapps? And that's who the that's who the the shepherds were. They were they were those kids. They were the ones that you're like, uh. No one liked them. But God shows up to them. And He shows up to them at night. And His glory isn't just shown to them, it surrounds them. What does that tell you about you? God wants to share His glory with you. And not just, here's a peek at it, He wants it to cover you, envelop you, surround you, emanate and reflect off of you. His glory, it comes from Him, but it can shine in and through. It can reflect and refract off of us. Isn't that a beautiful picture? I mean, I just picture that, just the glory of the Lord. Wherever you go, you have the potential of bringing That glory of the Lord and they were filled with fear it would be scary to see an angel it'd be scary to be covered in light it'd be scary to go oh my gosh what in the world has happened or it might be like did you put a hallucinogenic in the lamb we ate tonight it was weird, and it was scary. And the late angel of the Lord, verse 10, said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This word for good news is euangelizo. We get the word evangelism from it. Good news. What's interesting about this word is it's a Greek word, and the origin means good news as presented from a king, there's that connotation to it. The good news was often when a king would send out a a, a, a message for all the kingdom. It was called evangelizo. And so, this is funny that they picked this word here. That the angel says, "Fear not, for I bring you the real good news, not the good news that." The emperor sends you not the good news that Rome says is good news, but the real good news, and it's coming from the real king. This has empirical overtones to it woven all throughout. It's basically saying, look, Caesar Augustus thinks he's the man, but this child is really the man. Caesar Augustus thinks that his decrees are good news, but I'm giving you the real good news. You might think that an up-and-to-the-right stock market is good news, and in ways it is, but there is good news that's better than that. You might think that getting an A on that test is good news, and it is, but there's good news greater than that. So, guys, y'all can use that if your parents get on to you with the C, too. You can say, hey, but there's good news of great joy that's for all people. (laughs) <laughs> that's right uh, she is so precious by the way I, I know this is totally off Juan told me about her seeing me on television last week and calling me ta not that awesome she is so she's phenomenal anyway um, I digress or actually that's a good thing that's so where were we so there are good things that happen in this life we might think that uh, I mean, I don't know. We might think that the good news that we get from our spouse is, is, is the good news, but there's good news greater, right? There's always this greater storyline that we're a part of. There's always something greater that is out there. And so when he says this is good news, what he's saying is all the other good news is trumped by this good news. This good news is better than any good news you've ever been good newsed about. And it's for not just not just. Romans it's not just for Augustus because oftentimes when Augustus would send out a decree and it was good news it was good news for him but probably not for your pocketbook does that sound familiar It was good news for for Augustus but it wasn't good news for the for the shepherds or for the people that that had to work for their living But this is real good news because it's real good news for all people for unto you is born this day in the city of david a savior who is christ the lord and this three these three titles savior christ the lord don't occur together anywhere else in scripture savior christ the lord he's covering all the bases he's the savior that you've been waiting for the messiah He's the Christ. He's the anointed one. And by the way, this Christ anointed one was also what was said about Augustus. I told you that there were empirical overtones all throughout. He's saying, in essence, what Augustus thinks he is, is what this Jesus really is. This baby is really the Christ. It's not that guy. And he is Lord and this will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts. Hosts there can also mean army. This is an army of angels that show up here. This is such good news. It's so overwhelming. It's so world-changing that it requires a host, an army of angels in response to the good news. Do you understand how powerful that is? So think about it this way. The glory that shone all around those shepherds that night was so great because it brought the good news. The good news that there is something better. And that required an army to respond to. What God is doing in and around you is so great that the hosts of heaven are standing up and cheering. It has been so weird this football season to watch football and see an empty stadium. Hadn't it? When you're used to... But how weird is it when you see clips from like last year or two years ago and you're like, oh, it's an what are those people doing? They're not masked and they're all really close together. Oh my gosh, what is this? But if you've ever been to a stadium that's packed, whether it's football or soccer or whatever your thing is, and you go and you see it, there's something that is just massive. And when everybody yells at the same time, the place shakes. Well, this good news is so great that it requires the earth-shaking angel host, the army of angels, to respond. This is better than a Devontae one-handed catch at the back of an end zone. This is better than a Devontae Smith over-the-shoulder catch for a national championship win and the place exploding. This is heavenly hosts, the army of angels, praising God for what he's doing. Now get this, what what were they praising? The glory of the Lord showing up and surrounding the shepherds. Heaven is jacked when the glory of God surrounds you. When His presence and His love envelops and engulfs you. The army of angels are like, yes! Yes! Wow, that's awesome! (laughs) She's clapping. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then this was what they said. Verse 14, glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom He is pleased. And so what is the glory of God? It's the peace of God. Peace, as we've talked about often, means being in sync with, completely with God. Where all of life is in sync and in flow, where everything is just, just, man. Any golfers in here ever played a round where you were in sync, or maybe just even hit a hit a uh, uh, off the tee? You hit your driver, and it was like, oh my gosh, I've never hit a drive like that before. It's just perfect. You're like, that was everything about that swing was perfect that's what peace means it's when everything is in sync and in rhythm and flows peace means that all of you every part of you every aspect of your life is in connection with and in flow with God and so the glory of God Results in this peace flowing through. Do you get that? So the glory of the Lord shone around them and they're celebrating because the peace of God is coming. It's flowing through. And it says, among those with whom he is pleased. And the Greek word for this, with whom he is pleased, that we translate means relationship. Those who God is in relationship with. There's a a deep dive that we could do in a word study there that, I mean, would take weeks. We're not going to do that. But in essence, it means for those who God has chosen or have chosen him. So God says, here's my love. And those who say, yes, I accept that love. Those who want to be in relationship with God. It's those that get in sync with God. So what are they celebrating? They're celebrating that the fact that God has opened Himself up and that people are responding and that those people respond, the glory of the Lord surrounds them and envelops them and they become in sync with God at peace with Him. Everything flows. That's what peace means. Peace is a state. It's a, it's a state of being that comes from the relationship we have with God peace comes and flows as we live in relationship with God does that make sense and that's why the glory of the Lord surrounds so to wrap it up in a bow God is pouring out his light. He is enveloping you. And all you have to do is say, "Yeah, God, do it. Use me. I want to be in connected with you." All you have to do is say, "God, yeah, here I am." And when you're in that relationship with him, then you experience peace, you get in flow with him, and everything is in sync. And you hit the perfect dimpled ball some of you guys are experiencing pain right now at some part of your life and I don't mean pain like oh this person is pained me or pain like grief or pain like Financial pain, but there's pain in your life something. That's just not sitting right It's like when I take that tennis ball and roll it on my foot and you get that one little spot. And you're like, "Ooh, God Yeah, hmm. Hmm. And you got to lean into it to massage it out And you do that because if you don't you're gonna have knee issues and hip issues So some of you are experiencing knee issues and hip issues when what you really need at the base of everything is to roll out and find that place where God's peace needs to settle in. If there's something going on, there's some tweak in your life that isn't quite right, what you need is peace. That's the foundation. That's what you need to lean into. And how do you do that? relationship with Him and allowing His peace to flow in you and through you and you become in sync. I found peace in my run. I hope you can find peace in your life because He's got a PR for you. I hope this message was meaningful and powerful to you. But I also hope that it was challenging. And as always, don't just hear it put it into action. Until next week, have a great one.